0: The Mariners just can't seem to avoid the one man wrecking cruise as Reese Hoskins handed them their fifth consecutive series loss today. Let's talk about it here on the Locked On Mariners post game show. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How's it going, everyone? It is Wednesday, May 11th, 2022, and this is a Locked On Mariners post-game show brought to you by Blue Nile. Thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. I am your host, Titan Gonzalez, reporter and editor over at allseahawks.com. Joined, as always, by my co-host, Colby Patnode. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, that's D-A-N-E, G-N-Z-L-Z, and Colby at C cpat one. Be sure to also check out our Patreon where we talk about the Mariners even more and also get into some non-baseball talk twice a week, visit patreon.com forward slash control the zone for more information on that. If you're interested and want more of us, and if this is your first time joining us here on the Lockdown Mariners podcast, welcome to the show. If you like what you hear, give us a follow or subscribe wherever you listen to this. And if you're watching us on YouTube, hit the subscribe button, turn on the notification bell and give this video a thumbs up. We greatly appreciate it. So the Mariners, unfortunately lost again today. What else is new? They are now fourteen and eighteen. They have lost five series in a row. This time they lose four to two to the Philadelphia Phillies, and really all because Reese Hoskins pulled off his best Manuel Marco impression. Grand Slam, his third home run of this series. And that was all the scoring the Phillies got and all the scoring they really needed because the Mariners offensively just could not capitalize whatsoever. They only get a pair of runs on this one. Colby, you got some pretty interesting stats that uh, kind of paint the picture of how this day went for the Mariners, right?
1: Yeah, it was a tale of two halves uh, of the lineup today. Um, Mariners went through four hitters today. They did their job and then some. They went seven for sixteen. They had three doubles. They've got they drew a walk and they only struck out once the entire game. Unfortunately, they had no backup whatsoever. Mariners pretty much emptied the entire bench into the back half of their uh back half of their lineup today. Five through nine in the Mariners lineup went one for nineteen with just one walk and nine strikeouts. Mm-hmm. The one hit was the check swing single for Jesse Winker, which had an exit velocity of roughly 48 miles an hour. That's the ball game. Yeah, you don't have to dig through that. I mean, we could stop the recording right now. That's how you lose four to two. Honestly, with the way half, that
0: our day has been going, the the recording might stop for us. <laughs> Just for for clarification here, this is our fifth take today. Anyway, continue. <laughs> yeah. But
1: yeah. But that, that's how you lose, man. You cannot expect one through four to carry you the entire game, especially when five through nine gave you nothing. It's not that five through nine didn't really come up a few times. Like it was like, oh, you know, you needed a little bit more from them. You needed something from them and you got nothing. Uh, they didn't hit a ball to the outfield grass all day today. Yeah. That tells you all you need to know. And they struck out eight times. They didn't draw walks, they didn't hit the ball hard. At all. One through four tried to carry the Mariners, and unfortunately, those guys basically, in, in this scenario, they have to be perfect to make yeah. up for a one for 19, and they're not anywhere close to being perfect, and nor should anybody expect them to. Adam Frazier had a great game today.
0: Mm-hmm. Ty
1: France had a pretty good game today. Julio Rodriguez checked in with a hit. Yeah, And, uh, you know, it's it just... JP had a couple hits, including a double. It, I, they were great. They were great. Yeah. Unfortunately for the Mariners right now, none of those guys are exactly power hitters. Um, they can run into one, but none of those guys are, you know, 35 home run guys right now. Maybe Julio will be eventually, yeah. but there, that's a lot of singles in there. Um, and, you know, if, if you're not, it's really hard to string together three singles in a row uh, to score, which is basically what they have to do when the bottom half of your lineup is going to go one for 19. So. The Mariners are kind of in a in a rut right now. They have their four best guys in the top four spots in the order. That's really all you can ask for, but it's not going to be enough if five through nine gives you one for 19 with yeah. nine strikeouts.
0: Yeah, it was basically same script, different day for the Mariners. Um, Bailey Falter, yet another MLB the show creative player who just comes out of nowhere and pretty much dominates the Mariners, at least five through nine. Um they just couldn't get anything going off of him. They only get the one run on the uh, Julio RBI. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> you you just can't have that. You just can't have your five through nine, a significant portion. I mean, more than half of your lineup just be an utter black hole for you. You just can't have it. Mm-hmm. And this is probably a discussion we'll have on tomorrow's episode or Friday's episode. But I don't think the Mariners can wait anymore. I you know the I don't think Jerry Depoto can wait anymore. Yeah, right now the market isn't going to be great, but I I think you have to make some sort of trade here, uh, particularly in the outfield, uh, because right now you you just you got to do something. This team we were saying this right before we hit record uh, that this team could really use its version of Denard Span. Yep. remember when the Mariners traded for Denard Span and Alex Colome in late May of the uh what was it 2018 2018 yeah Yeah. um that was huge that was huge for them you know um span was you know the prize of that deal was column but span was a huge piece of that who came up in some pretty big spots we talked about a pretty comparable trade on yesterday's episode Mm -hmm. of lockdown mariners that would net the mariners uh you know one of their former outfielders ben gamble from the pirates and chris stratton who's a really interesting reliever um, and Gamble right now, I'm sure a lot of people hear that name and they go, Ugh. but Gamble right now, if you look at his numbers, he's been fantastic. You listen to the numbers yesterday, he's hitting for power, he's in for average, he's getting on base, like, and he's playing a you know fringe average left field. Which I mean, what are you getting right now in left field? So, what does that really right. matter? Um, you know, I just, you, you need something better here and whether it's Gamble, whether it's someone else, you need to do something. Um, and again, we'll probably talk about this more, uh, you know, to, to a more extended period on uh, tomorrow's episode of Lockdown Mariners, but yeah, it's just, you, you look at this lineup right now and obviously, you know, a big part of that is Jesse Winker's not performing right now. And that's, that's huge. That's killing you right now because I was arguably your biggest addition of the offseason, even compared yeah. to adding, you know, the reigning nail Cy Young award winner. You know, we mentioned it when, when they got Winker that, Hey, they're getting one of the most underrated hitters in all of baseball. This guy has statistically been a top 10 hitter in all of baseball for the last you know couple of years. And you're not getting that at all right now. And yeah, a lot of it has been bad luck, but he also just looks like he's pressing right now. Yeah. Not a lot. And it's, uh, and I, and I would assume that's part of, you know, that's, some of that is the bad luck, you know, kind of frustrating him and, and leading to that. And, um, you know, whatever the reason may be, though, you're not getting results out of Jesse Winker. This is why we had that great debate about the lineup and all this stuff, you know, last week. Um, you just, that's a big part here. Obviously, you're also missing Mitch Haniger That's going to take a, a huge uh, chunk of, you know, power potential out of your lineup, that's, you know, that takes a lot. That just takes away a significant portion <coughs> of your ceiling, just mm. like Winker does as well. And, uh, you know, Tom Murphy was also hitting pretty well before he got injured. It seems like they actually might be close to getting him back. We might talk about that later on in today's show. But, yeah, you know, you're missing really three key pieces there. And uh, and that kind of tells the story for the most part. And also, you know, Jerry Kelnick has regressed from where he was at the end of September. Um you're I'm sure you're going to make the argument whether it's on today's show or tomorrow's show or whatever that he probably should not make the road trip with the Mariners. Right. Um so there's a lot of bad going on. Luis Torres has significantly regressed at the plate so far in terms of results. Um it's just all these things combine uh plus you know Eugenio Suarez has cooled off as well and that's just all of this stuff kind of going together is why you're seeing this. And again, at this point, considering how things are going, considering how, you know, and obviously you don't want to react too much to what's going on around you in the league, but look, the AL West looks tough. The angels look tough. The Astros look tough. You're going to get left behind pretty quick here. If you don't get aggressive, that's how, that's how I feel at this point. That's where I stand. Um, I think Jerry DePoto needs, needs to do something here because, you know, I said this off season, I, you know, I, I, I told, told, you know, our listeners here on control the zone, my followers on Twitter that, Hey, Jerry DePoto is someone that is not going to wait. He is not going to sit on his hands. If things go awry and he's going to make a move, well, let's see it. Right. Uh, I, 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 I think that it is imperative that they do something now to fix this because this offense is not conducive. To winning ball games right now, it's just not the way that it's 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 lined up. And yeah, there's there may be a couple things that they can do in house that will help some of those things. Kyle Lewis getting Kyle Lewis back is is obviously you know hopefully going to be a, a pretty big boon for them. You know maybe bringing up someone like Steven Souza as well. Obviously they cleared a 40 man roster spot with today's trade. Uh, mm-hmm. By the way, we're probably going to talk about that trade on tomorrow's show rather than today. Um, but. Maybe that's a way to bring Souza up for the road trip. And maybe that's, you know, the precursor to Kalnick getting sent down. Um, but yeah, this, this offense needs significant changes. It needs it yeah. now. This is not... And, and this isn't really me hitting the, the panic button necessarily. It's just, look, the results aren't there. You got to make changes. You can't just let it ride and see how it plays out. If right. you... Have the intentions for this season that you claim to have, and that's to make the playoffs, that's to end this effing drought, as Mitch Hanniger put it in that Players Tribune piece. Then you need to get serious about this thing, and you can't let this slinger for far too much longer. Um, because it's just you're this is we're going to continually see games like this play out. If not,
1: yeah, it uh, it's just it's. They have to do something, and they have to do it now. And it, it doesn't have to be a trade because, again, it takes two to tango, and there's not going to be a lot of teams willing to trade you a decent bat right now. Um, but you have to try something, and and you don't really want to rush Kyle Lewis. Um, it seems like he's getting pretty close, but the last thing you want to do is rush that and then have him suffer a setback and then lose him for more time. So you got to be careful there. And, and so maybe it is just Steven Souza Jr. Maybe it is just – Billy Hamilton and asking Billy Hamilton to bunt every time, he's probably going to do better than one for 19. So, um, yeah, they just they got to do something. Um, talked yesterday that Donovan Walton calling him up might be an option. Well, they traded him today, so that's, that's not one of them anymore. Uh, but mm-hmm. they have to do something.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We need action, basically. Mm-hmm. We, we need something from the Mariners front office here because it's just – This lineup, this roster right now, it's not going to get it done. I think that's pretty clear at this point. Uh, so we're going to talk about Logan Gilbert's, uh, start because aside from the grand slam, there were some positives there. There were also some negatives. We're going to be talking about that in just a moment, but real quick, a reminder, this episode of locked on Mariners is brought to you by LinkedIn. The spring in the air, it's a time of renewal and growth, personally and professionally. As your small business grows, LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you wanna to talk to faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rank LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash MLB. That's LinkedIn.com slash MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply you're listening to the lockdown mariners thank you again for making us your first listen of the day for your next listen check out the lockdown now podcast recaps of mlb games with analysis from our local experts including myself taking fans through the season like no other network it is free and available wherever you get your podcast just like us so logan gilbert uh started this game and uh went five innings pitched Four earned runs all coming on that Grand Slam. He did have three walks. That continues to be a little bit of struggle for him here over the last few starts. Uh, Nine strikeouts. Gave up quite a bit of uh, hard uh, contact and um, did have 14 whiffs. But, yeah, again, a lot of hard hit balls. Um, The walks becoming more of an issue for him. He's certainly regressed from where he was in April, which is to be expected. But there have been some concerning signs here, right?
1: Yeah, particularly the fastball command. He's missing arm side a lot, um, and it's it's what came back to bite him today. You know, it, it, he was cruising. He was very good. Um, had a couple of long innings in the first. Uh, you know, long at bat in the second inning. You know, he really struggled with his control. But then he came out in the third. He looked great. Um, you know, he came out. Um, in the fourth, and he looked pretty good. Um, then the fifth, it was there was nothing hard hit off of Logan Gilbert that inning, until obviously the the, the grand slam and and in that at bat it, it it felt inevitable. He fell behind two and one. Uh, he's you know he was struggling at that point to land the slider or the changeup, and obviously he was struggling with his command too. So what pitch does he trust the most? The fastball. So what was Reese Hoskins going to get in a two one count with the bases loaded? He's gonna get a fastball, and you know what? He got it. He didn't miss it. And uh, after that, Gilbert was was fine. So uh, he got himself into trouble, and that's the result. You know, you can expect when you're you're living off of just a fastball, and and uh, you know, you can't really control it inside to righties right now. He's he's missing arm side a lot, and it's running in. And if you're Gilbert with the bases loaded again. And that fast, you don't you don't trust that fastball to land on the inside corner because you might hit the guy. What are you gonna do? You're gonna put it down the middle, and Reese Hoskins is gonna hit that pitch. So uh, Logan backed himself into a corner there; he couldn't get out of it. Um, But overall, for the most part, he was pretty good despite the walks. Obviously, again, two of them come around to score on the grand slam. Um, But there was definitely this might have been. He had very good stuff today for the most part. Uh, up to ninety-eight on the fastball. Honestly, not too many whiffs. Only well, fourteen on fifty-two swings. That's not bad. None on the slider. They were not chasing the slider. Uh, fastball again was was pretty good, except for the one he left to Hoskins. And the changeup was actually his best secondary today, which is nice because when you're facing you know um, when you're facing Kyle Schwarber and and Bryce Harper off the top, you need that changeup as a righty. So. There were some positives here, but again, this is, the I believe, the fourth consecutive start where Gilbert has walked three guys. And unlike the other starts, he just could not get away with it. This is now two in a row where he just didn't quite have what it, t- what it takes to pitch out of the issues that he created. Uh, but the good news is, again, it's not that he's getting hit hard, right? It's that he's putting himself in these situations with walks, and walks is not something that's a part of Logan Gilbert's profile. Um, he's not a guy who has control issues typically. Uh, this is more than likely just a blip on the radar. Something mechanical that he will get figured out. And Gilbert is probably the most analytically minded pitcher on the mm. Mariners starting staff. He's going to watch the film. He's going to get to work with with Pete Woodworth, and he is he's going to get it figured out. I'm not concerned about the arm side fastball control uh, for Logan Gilbert long term. But right now, it is something he has to watch, and it's it's something that we'll need to watch. In his next few starts, because it's a critically important pitch for Logan Gilbert. It sets up the slider away. And uh, if he doesn't have it or he doesn't trust it, that he can dot it on the inside corner to a righty, you're susceptible to outings like this.
0: Yeah. And, uh, you know, Daniel Kramer had some quotes. I I believe it was Kramer, at least. I had some quotes from Scott Service about Gilbert, talking about some of the arm side um, misses that that Gilbert has had. And just he, he straight up called them non competitive pitches, uh, which, you know, they are. And, uh, you know, so that's something that, um, you know, they're very aware of, uh, aware of enough to just publicly outright say it. And I mean, it's obvious, you know, we can all see it, but um, you know, hopefully that's, you know, like you said, that's something that, you know, because Gilbert is so um, analytically minded and um, film oriented that he is going to be able to work on that and make some, you know, make the appropriate changes because he needs to, um, and that's just you know that's kind of the natural course of the season type of stuff, right? Because like, yeah. look, even today, you know, giving up four runs, while it wasn't great, you know, counts got up, and while he's you know struggling at times to put guys away, and that's really keeping him from getting deep into ball games. That was something that Service also talked about. Four runs should still be able to give your team a, a decent enough shot to to win. Um, you know, so a lot of this still, you know, not to get on another rant about the offense, but a lot of this still falls on the offense, uh, rather than Gilbert. Cause Gilbert isn't going to go out there and be perfect every single time. Like he's not going to be the ale pitcher of the month that we, we saw last month. Um, every single night that he goes out there, just it's, you know, that's unrealistic, but, um, You know, I I have confidence, you know, considering some of the changes that we have seen from year one to year two for Gilbert um, and just some of the progress that he has been able to make. I do feel confident that there uh, that he will be able to kind of figure this stuff out and get back on track and become a little more efficient. And hopefully with that will come some deeper um, starts for him. Because uh, it would be nice to see him go seven, eight innings, you know, nine innings. Because he has the stuff for it. He absolutely has the stuff right. for it. Um, And the walks and and being, you know, the struggles and putting guys away, that shouldn't be something that lasts, you know, consistently for him. That shouldn't be something that's a, a major problem for him down right. the road uh, well, with the stuff that he has.
1: I don't think Gilbert's ever going to be a high-volume strikeout guy, though. Like, he's not going to be... yeah. Two hundred forty strikeouts in two hundred innings. No, um, no, he should probably be in the one eighty to one to two hundred range in in a two hundred inning season. Um, <clears throat> so there does need to be some kind of Gilbert needs something that uh, some kind of pitch that can be put in play. With I, it's tough to explain because obviously Gilbert's been pretty good this year, but he is susceptible to these long innings because. Again, his fastball is kind of his go-to pitch, and while it's very difficult to square up the fastball, um, you know it's still a fastball. It's still pretty straight, relatively speaking. Um, and so you're going to see a lot of foul balls. Uh, for example, the the today, right? The um, the Phillies swung at t- 38 fastballs. They fouled hmm. off 24.
0: It kind of feels like he needs a changeup, like a better change, like because obviously he has a changeup, but he does like he hasn't really used
1: more. it. Yeah. yeah. Because, I mean, he threw it 12 times today, got five swings on it, uh, thir- uh, three whiffs out of five swings, uh, one foul ball. Only one was put in play. It was a 84-mile-per-hour out. Uh, I feel like he needs to just trust the changeup a little bit more, and he needs to throw it to righties. Um, right now it's almost exclusively j- – he wants to go fastball slider to righties. Um, he, he needs to mix in that changeup. He needs to not be afraid that it's going to get hit. Um, the changeup could be the most important pitch for Gilbert. The slider is probably the one that gets the strikeouts, but the changeup is going to be the one that gets the ground balls and it turns the, you know, 22 pitch innings into 16 pitch innings because he's able to get a ground ball, double play instead of having to get two fly balls, you know? So Mm -hmm. I I feel like the changeup is going to be a critically important pitch uh, to Gilbert. Um, And he needs to start throwing it against more than just lefties. I think it can be, okay against righties. You have to be smart with it. You have to spot it just like any other pitch. But um, while it's a weapon against lefties, he needs it to work against righties. And I think if he just trusted it and threw it a little bit more, it would. So I think that that pitch could be the the one that takes him over the top from what he is right now, which is probably a solid number three, I think we would say,
0: uh-huh.
1: with uh, with definitely a higher ceiling. But I think right now I would say Gilbert, compared to every other pitcher in baseball, number three.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, so we got some injury updates from Scott's service today, um, and they're positive. Uh, some One of them actually fairly surprising. We're going to be talking about that in just a moment, but real quick, a reminder, this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by Built Bar. Imagine dipping your finger into that plastic tub of birthday cake frosting and then opening your eyes and realizing that was only 150 calories and 16 grams of protein. That is what it is like to eat a birthday cake puff from Built. I just received my birthday cake puffs and I have never had anything like this before. They're available right now and we can't promise that they will be there tomorrow, so go get them today at built.com. And if you haven't tried the puffs, I'll let you in on a little secret because that's what friends do. They are chocolate covered marshmallow protein bars. Yeah, you heard me. Delicious flavored marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. Make every day your birthday with built bars, birthday cake puffs. Built has taken the delicious. Experience of biting into a fresh slice of birthday cake and robed it in 100% white chocolate and added sprinkles. All built puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate. That means with built, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing it. So go to built.com, try some for yourself. Use promo code LOCK15 That's L-O-C-K-E-D 1-5, for 15% off your order. Again, that's LOCKED15 for 15% off your order at built.com. So we got some injury updates, like I said, from Scott's service this morning. Sergio Romo, who went on a little rehab stint uh, in Tacoma, is going to be flying with the team on this upcoming road trip. And apparently Tom Murphy is going to be joining him after suffering a dislocated left shoulder. And service said there is actually a pretty decent chance that he might get activated before the end of the road trip. Colby, that's Pretty surprising considering the injury that he's suffered, right?
1: Yeah, especially since, you know, Scott said the day after the injury that it's going to be a while. Um, <clears throat> it is on his non-throwing shoulder, which I guess helps, but that is your lead shoulder when you're swinging
0: the bat. So, um, mm-hmm. And another was, thing to mention, by the way, is he hasn't swung a bat since still, which right. adds to the, I, I don't know, the confusion, I guess, as to with this timeline. It, yeah. It really
1: feels more like wishful thinking to me. I just, I have yeah. a hard time unless it was mi- misdiagnosed or unless it was, <clears throat> there's some kind of severity thing that we don't know about. Again, not a doctor shocking. I know. Uh, I don't know if there's different severities to dislocated shoulders. Ha- hashtag like that, not a
0: doctor. Right. Hashtag not a doctor. Hashtag
1: not medical advice. <laughs> um, hashtag, but, uh, I, I, I don't know if there's like a severity thing or not, but I would be pretty shocked if he was back by the end of the road trip. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, obviously he's on the 10-day I.L. right now. He's missed three games, uh, three days. So he wouldn't be back until after the Toronto series at the earliest, if my math is correct. Uh, so mm-hmm. that would be Boston.
0: He, uh, I think he's missed four games, right, because he missed s- Sunday? Okay. So technically he, he, was, he, be, he was hurt on Saturday, right? Yeah. S- so Sunday, Monday, yeah. Tuesday, yeah, today. Saturday, yeah. yeah, so four. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: Okay, so he could technically be back for the last game in Toronto but
0: i would think at, at the earliest it's going to be like second or third game in boston right. but it Late is in interesting that he is flying with the team so it seems like they do think mm-hmm. there's a real chance i mean cuz they they wouldn't do that right. especially no, even Absolutely with covid not. right now even with you know even with covid kind of you know uh they 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 wouldn't risk having another no. person on on the uh, no. on the plane They're and not- all that so
1: It it feels weird to me that they're bringing him along and not saying like okay look we know you can't even come out until let's be real let's let's just say Boston right why don't we just put you in like I I don't is he eligible for a rehab stint like let's get you in some games in Tacoma see how you feel swinging the bat and you feel okay then we'll fly you to Boston like it's not like it's gonna be hard for them to get get him to Boston so Murphy shipping up to Boston anyways um, Sergio Romo should help a lot. Um, it'll be interesting to see. They have to make a move there. It'll be interesting to see who they send down. My guess would be Danny Young, but that's just a guess. Um, hmm. Penn Murphy is – is. I know Murphy and, and Seawald and, and Romo are kind of similar in that they throw a lot of sliders and all that stuff, but I, I can't imagine sending Penn Murphy down after what he's done uh, for this bullpen uh, since his call-up. So uh, Danny Young is, is the guy for me, and then we'll see if they make any other roster moves. They do have the open 40-man spot. Steven Souza Jr. almost called up once. No, he is not on the forty man. Yeah, maybe it's maybe we see Kyle Lewis by the end of the road trip. Who knows? Um, but yeah, we're we're gonna get some moves from the Mariners tomorrow at the very least. We'll have to see who they send down to activate uh, Sergio Romo, and I would not be shocked if there was at least one other move, if not two.
0: Romo is gonna be huge to get to because mm-hmm. this bullpen really really needs some help uh, well, right now. It,
1: And it allows you to kind of push Swanson back into more high leverage situations if that's what you want to do, Um, Mm -hmm. or you can leave Swanson where he is and and Romo can handle the the high leverage spots. It's not ideal; it's not where you want him, but he has a high floor and so he's going to throw strikes. Yeah, Uh, and he's
0: going to limit damage. Like he's going to limit hard hard contact. I mean, that's what he. That's his. That's his calling card, right? Yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely. I mean, every every reliever will blow up. He'll have a bad outing here or there, but for the most part, he's going to be uh, very very. He's gonna be very reliable and dependable when he's out there, and that's exactly what this bullpen needs. Because again, now you can kind of set up. All right, Seawald. It kind of looks like it's Seawald, Munoz, Swanson. Are your are yeah. your big high leverage guys right now? And then uh, a second rider came out today and looked pretty good. Velocity is kind of going up for stack, so maybe he's he's you know getting in the groove a little bit. That would help a lot. Um, yeah. And then Giles, hopefully. Early next month, you get him back. But uh, yeah, Moon Muno- or Muromo uh, is going to help a
0: lot. Yeah, uh, that's going to be huge. Yeah, un- unfortunately not. Um, but Tom Murphy might be able to. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. But also, Kyle's he's going to be coming off of, yeah, he's, but both of those guys coming off of significant injuries. So who knows how long it's mm-hmm. going to take them to get in the swing of things. And that, again, is another reason why you should probably go trade for someone because you just can't rely on that. Come into fruition, it's like I'm just it's the It's basically the same situation as going into the season relying on Jerry Kelnick and Julio Rodriguez yep. to perform. Which hey, Julio has performed uh pretty yep. well lately, but yep. Kelnick hasn't, and uh, that you've seen what that's done <laughs> to this offense. So, if yeah, do not rely were, on everything going right for you, yeah. Please.
1: If only there were a couple of smart guys or one smart guy and one host who had been pounding that point home all off season. Uh, that the Mariners should not overly rely on the young guys to produce. Jeez, only somebody had the foresight to do that. And by the way, I'm just throwing this out there. Make whatever connection you want out of this. Uh, Pittsburgh, by my understanding, is a very short plane ride uh, to New York. Just throwing that out there.
0: Of course, of course, yes. Just you know, just tell me, I'm wrong. Throw it. Yeah. Hey, uh, is how How is your dislocated shoulder doing right now colby dislocated shoulder
1: I'm patting I'm myself back. on the back yep, yeah yeah um it's it's fine like I got full range of motion um mm. my hip is kind of messed up if you're if you're wondering so mm. that's fun just slept wrong mm. now my hip is kind of yeah that's so that's that's yeah that's cool that's cool but yeah. uh yeah you know, I mean it's, it's,
0: I I can't imagine that it's more out of whack than the uh, the Mariners lineup right now though because no. for, yeah that's uh they definitely slept wrong uh they've slept wrong consistently every every single night maybe they should uh, change up their sleep routine maybe uh you know eat something different in the morning I don't know uh do different workouts I look we might need to uh sacrifice something here for the uh for the Mariners to to get back on track because uh oh boy uh, outside of that one through four it's uh it's been rough going uh today was today was not not fun to watch uh the Mariner struggles paired with uh, the dead ball and by the way another example today of just MLB replay being utterly useless um, nice. on that Adam Fraser double which shouldn't have been a double but it was I mean i'll I'll certainly take it but <laughs> Yeah, that was uh, clearly a tag there by Gene Segura. But yeah, with the dead ball and the umpires, being the umpires and the Mariners struggles, uh, baseball is not a great product for me right now. <laughs> not having a lot of fun watching baseball. It's pretty pretty lame, quite frankly. Well, Ty, on the plus side,
1: you do you do get to see Julio Rodriguez square off against Max Scherzer
0: on mm. Friday. So I mean, that's cool. That is cool. I mean, I'm concerned about Julio uh, on in that particular matchup. But, uh, hey, you know, I mean, if, like we said this yesterday that, you know, it, probably what's going to happen is the, the Mariners struggle like this. They, they can't get, you know, any runs off of uh, Bailey Falter or uh, uh, Ranger Suarez, but they go to New York and they just they drop seven on Max Scherzer because baseball, chaos ball. But I don't. I'm not a particular fan of this version of Chaos Ball. I like last year's version a lot more than this yeah. year's version. Um, yeah, can we have some more of the 2021 Mariners? That would be nice. I, I I don't I don't like the 2022 Mariners right now. I'm just just throwing this out there. The
1: 2021 Mariners really struggled in May too.
0: That is true. That is true. They were a far different team than they ended up being at the end of the year. So hey, you know there is hope. There is definitely hope. The Mariners are only four games under 500. Could be a lot worse considering how they're playing right now, for being real. And, I mean, if you guys want to
1: know how crazy baseball is, I'm pretty sure the Pittsburgh Pirates just took a series from the Los Angeles Dodgers.
0: Excuse me? That happened? Did that really happen? They won today. I'm pretty
1: sure they won the other night. Oh, wow. That's, uh, well,
0: yeah. Baseball baseball is (laughs) off its rocker, man. I mean, Trey Turner has a a sub-100 WRC plus right now. Uh, Yeah
1: the uh the pirates who just dropped a series to the reds 3 days ago wow wow took 2 of 3 from the los angeles dodgers <laughs>
0: baseball folks baseball alright so on tomorrow's episode we're going to be covering the uh, Donovan Walton trade the uh, The Mariners actually got a pretty interesting prospect back in that mm-hmm. trade um, so we're going to be talking about him breaking him down a little bit more for you on tomorrow's episode and uh, we're probably going to be making a little bit of an announcement that we made on today's episode of control the zone which was our 100th episode of our mainline show on Patreon so be sure to check out patreon.com Com forward slash control the zone, it's down in the description below. Um, but yeah, we're probably going to be talking about that and uh taking advantage of the off day and uh counting our blessings. That hey, the Mariners cannot lose tomorrow, mm. they cannot lose tomorrow, they also cannot win. But the most important thing here is they cannot lose tomorrow, so that's right. On that note. That's gonna do it for our show today. Thank you so much for joining us here on Locked On Mariners podcast for Colby Patnode. I'm Tidy Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at lo underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, that's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z and Colby at cpat eleven that's C P A T one one. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. And thank you again for making us your first listen of the day, just like you do here every day. We greatly appreciate your support. Now make your second listen of the day, Locked On MLB. That's where Paul Francis Sullivan and please call him Sully. Bring you his unique perspective on the major leagues president pass it's free wherever you get your podcast just like us so have yourself a beautiful baseball day and we will see you tomorrow peace